six flights up, six flights up, six flights up, six flights up. Don't lose your sparkle. Welcome back to Six Flights Up. Uh, It's Father's Day over here today, but none of us are with our dads. We were just talking about (laughs) call our daddy. I will be with my dad. (laughs) Look, I got him this great card that says, you are all that in a pile of chips. Oh, oh my god, I love that. Plus, Carissa, you'll Aww. be with your dad because it's almost your birthday. Yeah, it's next week. I'll birthday. see him next week. We're in different. What are you going to do them? for your birthday? We're going to dinner as like a family next week. On but it's like a week early because I didn't know what else to do, and then mm-hmm. I didn't really plan that much. Um, maybe that, and actually, I will let you guys know because that night, that Saturday night, I could go out in Philly or like somewhere closer to you guys. And maybe I could just tell you where to go and we can all meet up. Which weekend? Next weekend? I'm away. My bachelorette is next weekend. Oh my God. So we'll exciting. FaceTime you in like old times. Yeah, I remember when Chris and I would go out in New York um, yeah. and Allie wasn't with us. She would be like at QVC working and driving and just prop us yeah. up. And we would just have Allie at the bar on FaceTime. <laughs> she had FOMO. <laughs> like, Sorry, this is just my friend. It's fine. She was just fine. Hi. Hi. I would just be gone for like weeks on end. Carissa, Allie, are you moving. so excited? I'm getting excited. The itinerary is insane. You guys should see it. Kira made the whole thing and like Savannah and her co-piloted this and like Savannah did bookings and Kira did the whole themes. There's three themes. It's going to be so so great. What are the three themes? Uh, Shiny and chic. And then we have something blue Mm -hmm. and then we have Barbie girls for the boat day. Oh, I love all of that. That's oh, so fun. I love a good theme because like it helps everyone pick what to wear and like narrows it down. Yeah. You should see this um, itinerary though. It's like insane. Oh so God, I think that I need to highlight it on like TikTok because it's so 100%. good. It's, like, it's very aspirational. You should hire Kira for anyone who who's out there looking for someone to guide their bachelorette. Just call my bestie. That'll be me. <laughs> I kind of... I want Kira to just be like my life coach sometimes. She's just such a bad. She just ass. gets her shit, man. She just knows her shit. <laughs> she's so, she's like she she's a it. no bullshit. You know? She is no she's bullshit. Such a no BS. Oh yeah, she loves I love it. That. No excuses. She just gets it right down and that she's done, and that's it. She just makes you feel like you're easy. being dramatic. Exactly. <laughs> as soon as I would ask her something, she would just probably be like, Delaney. You need to reflect on that because I think you're being dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, thank you. I needed that. Oh my Um, God. I think like I'm trying to find creative um, TikToks to do when we're out there. So send me any inspo. You definitely, I've realized with TikTok, like, I don't know if it's because I'm I'm older, but like I need to pre-plan, write down the ones I want to do. Because when I'm in the moment, I can't be thinking about. No, I'm not I'm on TikTok often enough to like, oh, we're all we're outside and I know what to do. I'm like, I need to write that shit down and look right. at my notes and be like, oh, we could do this. I just feel mm-hmm. like I go out lately and I'm so yeah. not into like social media. And I'm Me like, too. I had a really cute outfit on last night. And I'm like, didn't document that. Like I really I'm just kind of over it. <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with me. The past month I've just disappeared. I don't well, know because there's constant information coming at us, you guys. It's overload, it's exhausting. Like yeah. And then you have to do real life. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? It's so hard. Yeah, I've been off the grid for a while. And I feel like it was when I was running social media. I think when you're doing it as a job, yeah. you're like, you're burned out. It's just like, as if you're a competitive gymnast. By the end of that shit, you're like, I this is the last thing I want to do is yeah. on a balance beam. Yeah. yeah, like I do social all day long, coming home and updating my own. And then it's like, Instagram is kind of disheartening because it's like, Mm-hmm. You never feel like you're doing enough. And also you could spend so much time making a reel or some kind of content and it gets no, 
views, which is fine. Like, I don't need to go viral. It's just that when it gets absolutely nothing, it's kind of like, why am I even doing this? And you're like, that was really good. Like I worked really hard on that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't need viral yeah. viralness. It's just that my current following, if they're not enjoying it, then like, I don't have time for this shit. I feel like right. I really like just feel confused about like what your niche is. And I feel like yeah. pigeonholing yourself is always my fear of being like, well, I'm stuck if I do this. Do you know what I mean? Right. But you're not. Right. You can always I know you're not, it, but... but it's like we all get in our own heads about because like if Allie, if you made your whole TikTok about wedding planning for a while, it would probably blow up because people would understand what it is and they would go to you for wedding stuff. And then you could eventually, mm-hmm. you know, branch out to whatever you want. But it does feel in the beginning when you do that, you're like, oh, I'm just the fucking wedding girl. well that's what I yeah and it's also like I am a little private about some things like I don't really want to share all my details of my day because some of it's really personal and I was thinking about this yesterday stuffing all my uh, my invitations and all like 200 I was like I was making little like I, I have this system Marco's mom taught me to put numbers on the back of all your RSVP cards because people mm. return them and don't put their names on them. So that's a little tip to anyone listening who's like a bride for twenty. Oh wow, you know, people do that. You know, twenty twenty three and on. But yeah, it was a tr- little trick she told me, and it's so that when you return it and you might forget to put Mark Delanoy, Christopher Fiorelli, I yeah. know where it's coming from because I look, oh. look at the number. Like that's something you could share. That's not so personal. You know, maybe it's just like we we think always in terms of like oh the most dramatic. Okay, but then sharing, I want to maybe post you don't. The, I want to post the invite, but I don't want my details you don't want, out for the world to no. see. So it's like, oh, there's so yeah. many weird things. Yeah, <laughs> you know I know. I, mean? I know. And then, but I do think it's so helpful because the other day I was getting my nails done. I've been trying to find the perfect color for the day, and I keep practicing and doing combinations. Ooh. And I was on TikTok, and that's where it's like, this is awesome, great. I wish I there was more content like this. I know. You know, I know. Yeah. It is really an amazing that is platform. So true. I do enjoy TikTok more than Instagram nowadays. Like, it just it is really less. It is the SEO. It's just better. Do, you you yeah. can search anything. Though, you can literally yeah. search anything. Even though my fiance is really just does not like me on TikTok. <laughs> really? Why? Because really? he thinks China's just like running us. Like, he's like, literally, it's like in our brains. And I'm like, yeah, babe, but we're, it's in our brains anyway. Like, but I'm like, is that or, what our parents sounded like or like their parents sounded like in like the 70s when it's like, oh, the government. I mean, have you gone down the rabbit hole of stuff and like, it's a little freaky? Like, the yeah, fine know, print like, of what, TikTok like, is really scary. Like, when you look at what we signed I on know. for, because they have access to everything. So, it is a little like, I know there is I a reason, like I guess. If you have an iPhone, I feel like they have access to us already. Yeah, the, we have cameras in every single one of our devices. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, honestly, I don't even know how do you even. Can't be a criminal anymore. <laughs> yeah, criminal. there's no way to hide anything. I can't even believe people still get away with murder. I'm like, this is insane. Right? There's cameras everywhere. Like Can they are targeting even? ads towards us. They like tar- yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday I was talking about a sneaker. Okay. Yeah. My friend was talking about a sneaker and my phone Stop. had a sneak. I was like, this is weird. It's I so wild. Freaky. I know it is. It, it is. Does. It is so much like you have to decide, like, am I going to jump into this and just be a part of it? And like, it is what it is. Or am I going to like avoid it entirely? That's, and it's that's so hard. The debate. Yeah. It's just, that's the debate. Yeah. I understand if you're not on TikTok and you never have been, like, I get that because you don't really know what's on there. I think it's hard to, like, get on there and see what it's like and then be like, 
I don't, I'm not going to use it. Cause it's like, you know how useful it can be. And it's like, yeah, it's better right. to just, it's, it's better to just never get involved. If you don't like the stuff that it's going on, then just don't even get involved. Cause you're going to get addicted. <laughs> it's a tool. And I try yeah. to just give myself a, tool. a certain amount of time on it. And then I'm like, I, I know go. it's I so go. hard. You can literally spend hours. The biggest thing is being able to search and have the search pull up everything that you're looking for because on Instagram, it's still barbaric. You search for something and it pulls back like literal video posts from like 2012. You're so right. Okay. Wait, let me ask you both this because you've both worked (laughs) very recently on content. And if someone's listening that is looking to get into content, because I think lots of people are content Mm. creators or creatives Mm of any kind. And Mm -hmm. what's like some tangible pieces of advice for what the algorithm looks like right now, or like what does well Mm. on a platform like TikTok? So I think keywords. Yeah. Go ahead, Lainey. You go first. Keywords. So if you're talking about, like we were just saying bridal, if you say the word bridal, if you say the word wedding, you say the word bachelorette. And then also if you turn on your auto captions and you're seeing the words as well, that can also bump you up in the algorithm because the main thing is getting that connection to be in the search engine. Like mm-hmm. you want TikTok to be like, okay, this is about bridal and I'm going to put it in that category yeah. because otherwise it's just floating in cyberspace and it's never really being it like seen. funnels it. And there's yeah. like billions of pieces of content. So I think when you're making it, like this is the part that can sometimes make it not fun. But like if you're really trying to do it as a job, you have to think about it this way almost think of it like you're a random person stumbling on your profile. Like you have to be so clear to not only the actual person that's the audience, but also the computer. The computer needs to understand like, who is this girl? Is she a model? Is she this? Is she that? As soon as the computer's confused, no one now is going to find you. What if you don't even freaking know? If you don't know, it shows. What about for a brand? Because you guys have both worked for brands or businesses. So I think give Mm -hmm. us your best pieces of advice as a brand for a brand. Success. Controversy. Controversy. (laughs) 100%. Explain. 100%. Like, so with, with Doll 10, when I was running their social, Dr. Doris came on and said something about SPF and how SPF has what's called benzene in it and can Mm -hmm. actually cause cancer more than the sun. So that went viral because then everyone's like, what the F are right. you talking about? I've right. been using sunscreen thinking it was benefiting me. That's so when Neutrogena got was, roasted. Yeah. Neutrogena. Then everyone wanted, everyone wanted a follow-up. Like, okay, so well then what do we Lainey use? has a point. And what I will add to that is that, so that tip was controversial, but correct and helpful. And that's what like brands have to remember. Yeah. You don't want to be controversial and leave a bad taste in anyone's mouth. Cause at the end of the day, you're trying to drive sales. You're not mm-hmm. just trying to go like, there's a difference between, and me and my boss had this conversation recently going viral is useless unless it's driving sales for a brand. Like, what is the point? I'm like the brand recognition. Sure. But nowadays everyone wants brand recognition. There's millions of brands, sometimes thousands of brands being created every single day. It's more than brand recognition. And it's also getting your product in the right hands. And I had this conversation recently mm-hmm. too, because our huge. currently my jewelry company our age bracket is like 60s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And the influencers we're being asked to use are like 20s, 30s. And we're talking mm-hmm. about like, is it beneficial to get the brand recognition from the younger audience or is it not? It's like such a like constant. I went through that same thing. Yeah. because Same thing because QVC, I've HSN, worked with, yeah. 
I've worked with three, two QVC brands on the marketing side and it's Mm -hmm. all an older audience. And it was the constant debate of like, we're leaning on the Facebook followers for a platform like TikTok. And it's just not, it's not meeting correctly. It's hard because I'm like, okay, so for my company in particular, Effie Jewelry, which I highly recommend you check out if you've never heard of us, um, is an amazing company. And like, I've been searching to buy jewelry for myself for my birthday the past few weeks. And I'm thinking like, no one my age really knows about this company. So do we only focus on the audience we already have? Or do we also start building the younger audience and using younger influencers? And same with Doll 10. Like we already have this older audience. I agree. I think it's both. I think you should still go for both. Right. But being realistic, yeah. because when I worked on the brands that were like QVC loyalists, right, it was more yeah. of like, that's who's purchasing a Dr. Dinesh right. high-end skincare product. That's $189. Like the 25-year-old right. is not able to afford that yet necessarily. Not, I don't know, man. You should correct. see some of these Sephora products that are viral that are so expensive. It's I'm like, Because it's Sephora. This is a different line. You're not like Is Dinesh not in Sephora? No, it's just like Elastin. Um, like I work in medical grade and it's like, I get angry about this all the time. I'm like, they are yeah. buying. Like I, t- I train my estheticians. Yeah. I'm like, these young people are buying. They're just getting, they're pulling into the fluff they're, or they're buying into yeah. the fluff that is Sephora. So like you're up totally. against it and the technology is better in the medical grade. They don't put the money into marketing because they'd rather put it yep. into their innovation and science. So that's right. the debate. And it's like, that's what we're up against. You know, these people nowadays are around our age. We love marketing. Like if you see Drew Barrymore pop up on your page and she's doing like a fun little get ready with me, you're probably going to be interested in whatever product that is. And then you go check out the product and there's all these other influencers and there's all this like pink and cool colors and amazing packaging. But like you don't ever it's sit sexy. back. I mean, some people do, but a lot of people don't sit back and think like, what are the ingredients and where is it sourced? And like, we're not, right. it's like, yeah, you're right. It's, we're being sold on sex appeal and like the sexiness of the packaging. Mm-hmm. It reminds me honestly of modeling because you have yeah. to think like people don't have an imagination anymore and they don't have the time to sit there and read the ingredients and see how this is going to benefit them. So for instance, right. we would be modeling and be like, oh, why didn't I book this commercial with a dog? I would have been perfect for this commercial with this dog. But because the client doesn't see you with a dog in your book, if you had a dog in your book, they would immediately be like, oh, she's good with dogs. I'm going to put her in this commercial. So it's almost like with Elastin or with like these medical grade skincare companies, when they get hit, it's because they're spilling the science. They're like, let me debunk this for you. Mm -hmm. You're paying for this packaging, basically, instead of paying for these quality ingredients. So you do almost have to like, spell everything out for these people. Because I mean, I look at my mom and I'm like, she doesn't have time to sit there and compare and contrast and see what's going to be better. What's cheaper. What you just go and see what everyone's using. And nowadays, like arguably everyone has like their five or 10 influencers or people they follow for certain things. Like I love Dr. Dre on YouTube. She's a dermatologist. Could be a really great person for Elastin, by the way. You're able to get a partnership with someone like that her audience is like big ingredient focused, big, like they want to know the product works. They don't care about the fluff. They buy CeraVe, Cetaphil, they buy stuff that like makes sense and they'll spend money on stuff that actually works. They don't care about like the packaging. She goes into stores and she'll be like de-influencing all of the hyped up packages and be like, this is just charcoal. Charcoal has nothing to do with skin. Like, and it's like so eye opening. So someone like that could be a good fit. Cause then it's like, you're thinking about 
it is really important who you pick genuinely because their audience yeah. has to be an audience that would be interested and maybe you just can't reach them. So then you're using Dr. Dre to reach those people. You know what I mean? Because they will trust Well, her. it relies She's on great. the only thing that you, I always say this too. It's like, it's education. It drives it home. The only thing you yeah. have, the only thing we have is our, edu- is what I can educate so that that can be translated to patients, clients. Like, yep. That's what we have to hang our hat on because that. And you guys having Aurora Copo, like talking about the product. Huge. It's like, now you're accessing an audience that will listen to her. Cause but people she that wasn't follow her, talking about it. She just, she was a model but for Maybe they'll go check it out. Maybe but they'll go look at it It's funny because now. the minute I posted Aurora on my personal page, I had a million yeah. friends all of a sudden interested in Illuminate. And it's like, Ding, ding, ding. See? No, I, I've had that product for nine months. Wild. It's, a, it's a game changer for melasma. But like no one really cared about what it was doing until Aurora looked glowy on my Instagram page. Yeah, because it's like they see this person that they know and they recognize and they respect and they like her life and what she looks like. And they're like, I want that too. So what's or the product? Like I want the to try that. the way her skin looks. And they're like, oh, it's also for vascularity. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> And it's just so funny. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's sexy, you know? It's just, yeah, it's so true. It is. It's whatever gets the people going. Look at the Vanderpump scandal. Look oh at all of God. the marketing that Ariana In has gotten insanity. off of this. Insanity. It's crazy. Did you see the Duracell commercial? Yes, I did. I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> I like don't even watch Vanderpump and I had to like briefly describe what was going on to Mark so I could play the commercial because I'm like, oh my God, this I is the most. It. Ali, it's the most savage. Like, there's all these little things that happen between them that are like people that watch the show know about, like things he said about her. What was it, lady? Like, he said she wasn't trying anymore in their home life. Yeah. And she wasn't yeah. buying things. Oh, no. He said there's a clip of him and he's like, Ariana, I just feel like she's so mean to me anymore. And it's like, you know what? There's batteries and there's um, vitamins in the cabinet because I because don't get them because yeah. of me. Yeah. So it was so like this ongoing literally... joke and it's like, you offer batteries that aren't like companionship. And that's so what you're So she did like about. a commercial for Duracell and she literally is like, now I keep my own batteries stocked in my own kitchen. And I'm like, you guys, that is so funny. I forget Imagine what it is. Like Duracell being able to is do that. Um, guaranteed to last 10 years or something. And she's like, guaranteed to last 10 years. It's so much better than nine. They were together for nine years. Oh my God, stop. That's so it's so good. worth Googling that commercial. But like people it's love it. Right? It's the controversy. This is what sells. Now she's she's going to sell the Duracell right. batteries. And like, oh and God. you know what? And Duracell, that's got to be an interesting branding because they probably sit in there like they are a household name. They are one of the most used batteries. But they're like, so mm-hmm. now it's like they're just having fun with staying relevant. It's like they don't have yeah. to do brand recognition. Everyone knows what Duracell is. It's All not they have like to a do question. is join a little pop culture and it's golden. Yep. You know? And they're already good to go. When you lose touch, when you already have the brand recognition, that's when it's like, ew. It's like starts to make people cringe. Yeah. Like, well, it's right. giving too much. It's giving outdated. Yeah. It's, it's giving, giving trying yeah. too hard. Yeah. Right. Or doing it wrong, trying to participate line. and doing it completely but wrong. I, like, I just feel like overall, like it is so, I having a brand has got to be so tough. And that's why I was like diving totally. into your guys' brains because I think it's, there's so many people out there trying to launch a brand or like looking yeah. to de- decipher themselves online. And it's just so tough. It just feels it like really, a lost cause sometimes, you know? It's really yeah, hard. Absolutely. It's such a, it's like a swimming in an ocean and you're trying to 
You're trying to get picked. I was even watching a podcast of one of the girls who was high up in the ordinary and talking about how many times people were like, no, not buying into it. I think you need to dumb it down and put day cream instead of like niacinamide Mm -hmm. and like whatever peptide because they, their whole thing was there's a lack of transparency in skincare. Mm. And they just kept pushing. But the thing that she tapped into, which I thought was so interesting, is that they had the funding to be able to turn down these sponsors that wanted to change the ordinary. Mm -hmm. They were able Uh. to be like, okay, you don't believe in us yet, but we have the finances to continue until this does pick up. And it immediately did pick up. So they were privately owned, just them, right? I think so. It was like they had, I think she said this was their 11th brand that they had like reestablished. Who's it under? Who's the the parent company? I always forget. You know, I am ignorant when it comes to that, but it was like NIOD, I think. I I should know that because I used to work with all these brands. Fashion suits to stock all these brands. (laughs) Um, I think it's also like people always want to think that they're like learning something, right? Like, and the ordinary, I think Mm -hmm. it's owned by, I'm I'm pretty sure because I used to use them a lot, but I I kind of stopped just because I think the thing, people always want to think they're like gaining knowledge or gaining something and the ordinary makes you feel like that's what you're doing. The downside for me was that it's not formulated. It's like you are just getting individual ingredients where I'm, there's no, I don't have time anymore. Like I can't be just buying niacinamide. I need to like, you need to put it in a cream that gets rid of 20 different things. Here's the beef. I have comments. There's no delivery system. What's there's the delivery yeah, system? It's not formulated. That's the it's thing. It's sitting on top of your skin. Like there's no delivery system. You need a delivery system to break the barrier of the skin. End of story. Yeah. Like, and it's just like know. individual ingredients that you can, that would go you viral know, if you said that. I what mean, is it? I don't know if that's a claim, but. <laughs> but I mean, it, that's the thing. It's like such a fine line. You don't want to, but you could debunk them and be like, well. But also there's, there's definitely no a way. customer that likes that control. There is. And that's fine. Maybe it's incorrect, but. People love to use the words, buzzwords, like peptides, exosomes, like, okay, cool. What's the delivery? How's the peptide getting into your skin? It needs to be in a delivery system. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's, there's it's no formulated on your skin if it doesn't deliver. It's just like a one individual. It's like, if I want chicken parm, I don't want to just buy a jarred sauce and then figure out how to make chicken parm. Right. I just want to order chicken parm. But, and so they, they offer like individual ingredients, which is great for some people, but like, I just can't do that anymore. Right. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I don't even know what to put it with. But what if I put niacinamide with the wrong thing? The word niacinamide, people get hung so caught up in it. It's like the word, yeah. for example, the product I just talked about, the Roracopla, is called Illuminate. Everyone's question yeah. when we launched this product was, where is the transactomic acid? Because there's this obsession with TXA. And it's like, okay. great, but our founding formulators will tell you, TXA is only as good as what you pair it with to ensure the proper delivery and efficacy. So it's like, there's mm. really this obsession with the percentage, but it, it really, to his belief, it's what you pair it with to ensure it even gets to where it needs to go and does its job. That's the thing I'll say about like buzzword marketing. That's like really not benefiting any brands is that people no longer really care about like the actual facts. It's more like what's sexy to sell. And it's not sexy to be like, Hey, you, what you know about this ingredient isn't correct. It's like, yeah, if the last time wanted to just make money, I'm sure that there was tons of ways they could cut corners and do certain things. You just package that shit up nice and pretty and make people buy it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing. It's like sometimes when a brand cares more about what they're actually selling than, than just selling it to you, that's when they have problems. Cause it's like, it's not so easy to package it up nice and pretty when it is like, there's more to it than that. 
That's why, yeah. that's why sometimes I hate like certain things about social selling. Cause it's like, you totally. could be sold anything on the internet in like three seconds. Well, I just scroll but, past yeah. it now. This is going yeah. into like jewelry. Cause I asked you yeah. guys this question yesterday. There's so many ads I get for jewelry. Cause I like, I really like costume jewelry and fun. I like accessories cause I dress pretty like neutral classic. So yeah. I am always looking at jewelry and there's this one line I follow and I looked at these earrings were like shells. They're like shell earrings. They're for summer. I'm like, these are $375. I texted, message Chris and Delaney. I'm like, what are these made of? Like, what are these made of that make them $375? Metal. They're and you really, work in jewelry. So tell me. This is what is insane to me that so since I started yes. working in jewelry and I've really learned like most jewelry company, there's a, there's a massive markup, especially like every David Yearman, Cartier. Tell me what the I mean, literally. Is. I don't even know if I should say. Sometimes it's like 80%. Sometimes they're they're able to... No. Certain jewelry companies, they can mark it down 50% from the negotiating price. Cartier, no. They're not going to ever mark it down. It's never going to happen. That's part of their branding is that they would never. Same with like a lot of other high-end companies like that. But, but if you go into like a regular like K jewelers, like there is wiggle room that they are given to sell that product to you. And you're paying for like a lot more than just the product, right? Like if you were just paying for the product, then go make the ring yourself. You can't. So you also have to pay for making the ring and like everything else that they provide, which I do think that there is definitely money being well spent in a lot of jewelry. So when I go into stores, like I also have a job where I go into like Dior and Chanel and I look at their jewelry and my company doesn't buy their jewelry because I was at Miu Miu last week and I'm looking at their, they had the cutest little rings and earrings. And I said, what is this made out of? Uh And the guy was like, um, and he tried to use like buzzwords. He's like, it's a really high quality vermeil. And I'm like, so it's not metal. It's not a uh, gold or silver. He's like, it's what it is. It's, it's a rhodium. And I'm like, so it's not, it's going to tarnish. Like, I speak, turn my finger like, green. I speak this language. You're like, I speak like, this if language it's not now. <laughs> 14 karat gold, 18 karat gold, some kind it's, of silver. Like what am I paying for? It's like the Louis bags that have the gold that turns. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's literally crazy. Yes. I'm like, this is, so I'm like, so then I look at the price of the Mimu ring and it's like $800. I'm like $800 for metal. It's not even like a good metal. It's not gold. It's not silver. It's not titanium. It's nothing. I'm like, it's literally just shit ass metal. That's going to turn. And he goes, one of our employees has these earrings and never takes them off. And she said they still haven't turned. I'm like, that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear that for $800, these are never going to turn. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Never. Like that's what you're paying for. So that's what I wonder. Like, it's just, that's, that's crazy to me. That markup is it's crazy. crazy. Well, those earrings you said that are $375. And then I sent you a picture right now. Zara has amazing accessories for summer. They have like so much beach and seashore type stuff. I'm like, that's also made from metal, but that's because you're paying $20 right. um, cheap metal, not like gold or silver, but they look exactly the same as the earrings you sent. And they're 10 times bigger and they were twenty dollars versus three hundred seventy-five, and I'm like, that's insane. Like, how can right. you justify my product? It's marketing, like you said earlier. It's sexy marketing, and a lot of it is like these young, up-and-coming brands that are they're coming off of influencers who have launched them, yeah. and it's kind of like mm-hmm. I'll support the local vibe, right? The local right. influencer, if you will. But it's like, right. if that doesn't last me six months, what is? What are we doing here? Didn't you buy something from that brand that tarnished too? Yeah. So it's See, like, oh, that's, that's that. I'm not, I'm not a returning <sighs> customer then, you know, like, yeah. And it sucks. Cause I do, I love her and I love her brand and I love how she sells. She kills it, but I'm like, the product isn't measuring up to how good the marketing is. It's yeah. just disappointing. It's so 
True. Oh, I just, even when you're in like the makeup world, well, especially the makeup world, because it's so saturated, it's Mm -hmm. like everybody on my marketing team was always talking about how, like, I can't believe people still buy into this shit, but then, you know, we'll pay $500 for a three second clip of someone saying it's bomb. Right. (laughs) You mean like the buying into the shit of the influencer world? Yes. Of the influencer marketing. That's because influencers have so much more power than people really give them. I mean, people in our industry understand that, but maybe like an average person who doesn't, isn't really into this, Mm -hmm. you don't really understand the level of power that these people have over your purchasing decisions is wild. Like really think about how many things you've bought, even from an influencer you've never seen before. You're scrolling on TikTok. She does a really great video of like a hack from an Amazon item and you buy it because to you, it's like, it's cheap. Why not? There's another level of that where like people are advertising Louis Vuitton bags and people are buying them. Like that's right. crazy. Mm-hmm. Or that's even a big if you're, influence. And even if you're, I go back to this too. Even if you're not an influencer, let's just say you're someone who loves to post about your makeup. You yeah. still have some sort of influence. So Absolutely you are helping you with like, I, you have to for remember who's listening to you. Like I had this DM the other day about, I was talking about my life coach on Instagram and she wrote back. So cool watching like your journey into this type of sales. I'm looking to get into it. And I'm kind of like sitting there like, I barely really talk about it, but it's funny to be reminded like, and I don't have a huge following. So it's almost like, Oh, people are listening. Like people, they care. really truly everybody are. bounces yeah. off of each other. So it's like, that's why I like the, what happened with that big mascara gate from Nikayla. I forget yeah. her last name. You know that big that uh, influencer, so Michaela, And mm-hmm. she like, th- I think some people that are outside of the influencer world don't get why that is such a big deal. It's like she right. sells herself as this authentic, truthful, cutthroat. I have this thick accent. I'm going to tell you how it is. And then she goes and gets paid all this money to sell a product, sells it damn good. But realizing that her advertising was fake, like she was wearing falsies. So it's like, Oh, now you're ruining your credibility. And you're also giving people a bad taste about influencers because they have so much power. <laughs> so funny. I mean, she probably sold a million of those fucking things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so it is important. You have a responsibility. It's not like, okay, back in the day, hiring Brad Pitt for a car commercial is transparent. He's an actor. He's being hired in a car commercial for brand recognition, for association with who he is. But you know he's an actor. You're not like, oh, Brad Pitt owns a Kia. You know what I mean? Right, like right. now it's like, oh, Michaela uses this. She likes L'Oreal. It, you're not looking at it like she's a hired actress. You're not an actress. You're an influencer. You know yeah. what I mean? Ugh. That's the difference. I think that's hard. That's yeah. when, you know, the age of the supermodel died because it's like there's no magazines and influencers kind of killed modeling in a way. Because they totally killed modeling. Relatability. Maybe it'll go back accessibility. because with things like Michaela, I think it's giving people a little bit of like a pause now where it's going to go too far. And, you know, just like anything, the influencer world's going to go so far and then be pulled back to maybe a more normal because supermodel world went too far too. It's like glorifying yeah. some of those things. It went too far. So there needs to be a little bit of like a, yeah, it's, it's asp- so true. it needs to be aspirational, but approachable. And I don't feel like influencing via yeah. particular influencers does that all the time. It's not, it doesn't because it's not it's, transparent as, as they're no. trying to make it out to be like, you know, we've all been to events where I'm like, this is that influencer in person. Like that transparency online is fake. It's not, not to real mention their personality in real life. You're kind of like, that's huh? what I'm saying. You're like, oh, they don't have one. That's interesting. But they have so much influence over me 
And now I feel weird about it. I almost feel like violated. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is so true. I've heard that with so many, like we would do brand collaborations and then to activate this launch, we wanted to do like a dinner party or a soiree, mm. something. Cause that started to become bigger totally. post COVID. Yeah. And every time it was like, you realize this huge YouTuber is completely socially awkward or like doesn't yeah, have Yeah, because they hang out on their computer all day or in front of their phone. A lot of brands, I hear this consistently at PR agencies and everything that <sighs> they have a hard time, like social media is online and it's not actually social, but for PR agencies, we're trying to bring it to life. You know what I mean? And it's hard to make mm-hmm. that transition to like take this big person with influence, put them in person and get the same kind of reaction and the same big thing they get online, it doesn't happen because they have no charisma and they're just very shy and socially awkward. And like that sells online, but in person, people don't have time for that. You guys remember the, the, um, tripping with Tarte when it first launched, right? Yes. Like, yes. Okay. So when that first Huge launched, brand trip. QVC was, they're the ones that actually put brand trips on the map. So Tarte did that Wild. years yeah. ago. Maureen Kelly's an absolute genius, right? I yeah. knew someone who works at the company. I don't think she's there anymore, but she told me that she went on the first trip or maybe it was the second trip to Dubai and it was with like Patrick Starr and all these big influencers, like major influencers that put that yeah. on the map. It was so crazy. Cause they all just like had some, not every single one of them doesn't have lacks personality, but they were very awkward in person where it was like, you're such a different person online than you are. Not that it's bad, but it's just interesting because I think it's like brands are so easily persuaded by numbers. So they see a person's engagement in numbers and they think like, oh, I'm hiring an actor, actress, or a model. No, you're not. You're hiring a real person who's an influencer who isn't professional. They just happen to have a big influence. So then they get them. They were giving them like craziest gifts too, like wildly outrageous, spending all this money and time just to get that person to say like, I use this mascara because it is mm-hmm. that big well, of a deal. And it's also an entertainment thing. Yeah. Like people actually yeah. look to that week of like, oh my God, this is when they're all mm-hmm. tripping with Tart in XY place, whatever. And this is going to be the best week because we get to you watch can hear content all week so long. much tea on that on What's Her Name's podcast. Um, this is one of my favorites to listen to and they will expose everything. It's called Full Coverage. Were they F-O-O-L. on the trip? Were they on yeah, the Yeah, they've been on... Manny Makeup, Manny MUA and Laura Lee are two of the like biggest old school makeup influencers like of all time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they do like full episodes exposing a lot of the brand trips. Definitely a lot of the tart ones are on there. And just kind of saying like how it really was. And all right, you have, they to have a lot of good things. And now I want to yeah. listen to it. Because they have I'm a lot of curious. good things to say about the brands. It's more about how the other influencers were and like yes, the stuff that yes. they had to do and like how much it work it truly was and why it kind of like died down. And now they both or have like, their own makeup lines. It's just so insane because like rare, even like is. the rare beauty train, remember like New York city blew up the week that yeah. Selena came in and did her rare beauty launch, like blush launch. I think it was, it was so insane. Crazy. And now that's another instance of like celebrity just having their face on a brand that who knows how involved they are. I'm sure that Selena might be involved and Brianna's involved in her brand, but like a lot of the times these people are not at all. They're just the face. Well, did you guys know PS that Sierra has a, um, skincare line now sierra no like sierra i saw her at so QVC does scarlett johansson i'm like why <laughs> isn't it so weird what do you have to do with skincare you're just trying to be like the kardashian making the business side of it and making money i i get it but i don't I'm know like, they partner with a doctor and they're like it's medical yep. grade and you're like what is it <laughs> okay is it? how many more skincare brands do we need 
It just doesn't need to be that complex, you know? Yeah. Not to mention everyone's skin is gotta be the most, that's probably the biggest difference between human beings is like our skin and what works for our skin can be so different. My boyfriend uses like shampoo all over (laughs) and never gets a breakout. Yeah. He probably like, I spend 10 minutes in the morning and 10, 15, 20 minutes at night on my Same. skincare and I wake up and it's worse. <laughs> Listen, so and also so it's true. seasonal, like skin is so seasonal too. Absolutely. Anyway. I think, I really think that the water in Philly has made my skin worse. It's trash. <laughs> it's it's trash. So, it is. I live there. It's bad. I'm showering and trash. The best water of all time is New York City water. The best water. When I go to hotels, I really get so excited. I never break out here and my hair looks great here. I don't know what it is, but if nope, I travel, I'm like, ew, what is going on? I was recently somewhere, nope. get where, somewhere beachy, and I was literally like, this is not. This is my hair looks gross. I feel like I'm greasy. Was here it Delaware? Just, because Delaware, my hair looks horrible too. So it was, so oh no. Yes. Yes. It was Delaware. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. It was. So it was hard. Bridal too hard. Yeah. yeah hard. My hair it's looked hard weird. Water. I was trying to blame boy- boyfriend air or whatever it's called, but here I am. It's freaking water. Sorry. I was Cal. going down the rabbit hole of all my old school photos. And I was like, I was fucking cute. I'm ugly now. Why did you make me ugly? And he's like, would you stop it? I'm like, oh my God, boyfriend air. You literally boyfriend aired me and made me fucking ugly. It's so well. Rude. I was thinking about this when I was listening to our last episode of like, do you get hit on? And yesterday I was out at the bar and I'm like, I don't remember the last time I got hit on. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? I literally Am boyfriends I make you ugly. What's <laughs> happening? All right, and with that yeah. note, I think we need to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Let's wrap Sorry, it up. We might get upset. Hey. The guys might get upset. Do you upset. have any one-liners for us? One-liners? Oh yeah, my gosh. I feel I like should definitely. People are stealing our one-liners. On and how to survive the influencing die. world. Could you give us some kind of inspiration? <laughs> yeah, I think I used one that would match that sentiment already. But if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah, that's actually. Did I use that before? Maybe. Who cares? It's great. That's Love okay. It. But it's true, we, you know. We need to get back in the habit of having you do the one-liners because I know our listeners love them. And I know other podcasts are not doing too. it. And I'm like, excuse me. Excuse yeah, me. That was seat. our thing always. Take several seats and we will see Take you next several. time. Bye, guys. We love you. Bye. Follow us on Instagram. Six flights up. <laughs> love you. Bye.